0: Hey guys, in today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, we're gonna talk about having a trading bias and how this can be a massive problem whether you're trading live or still in the strategy development phase. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Before we pop into today's episode on trading biases and how they can affect you uh, either in the market live or, or during the testing phase or strategy development phase, I want to say a big thank you for, uh, to you guys, right? all of you guys supporting the show, but especially the ones that support each and everything that I do, not just the Trading Coach Podcast, but you're hitting that like button, you're leaving me comments on uh, under the the Trading Edge video that comes out each weekend on YouTube, the midweek markup videos, and and really anything that I do on social media, I know I don't say this enough, and I need to do it more. But I really appreciate what you guys have been doing. Please keep it up. Um, we are reaching more and more traders each. And every day. How do I know? Because I keep getting messages saying, hey, Akil, I just found you and just found your stuff. And man, I wish I would have found you five, 10 years ago. And, 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 you know, there's no such thing as, well, there's such thing as too late, but better late than never, I guess you can say. And you guys are a massive help on that. Um, while we're on a little bit of the, the, the conversation, um, do me a favor. If you are listening to this podcast on a Spotify or an Apple uh, podcast, do me a favor, hit that follow button. That helps us grow the show. That's what they tell me as far as like metrics. and and stuff. So just do it um, and show your support that way as well. Now, today's episode or the topic for today's episode really comes off of a a conversation that I had earlier in the day with my brother from another mother, Mr. Jason Greystone. We were doing a a recording for our Trader Coffee Break show, which comes out each and every Thursday on YouTube. Just YouTube search to Trader Coffee Break. Join us live at 10 a.m. New York time on Thursdays for conversations. And we were talking about um, really the effect that trading had on our personalities or the effect that our personalities had on trading. And I thought it was a very interesting topic because trading really does change the way you, you think about things, right? Um, we always say that, or a, a good buddy of mine told me, and I've started saying it ever since he he told me this, is trading is a, a journey of self-discovery where you learn a lot about yourself. You you learn a lot of uh, about what you're capable of, about different ways to think. And it, it's, it's an amazing growth experience um, if you allow yourself to grow. And when, when I say allow yourself to grow is you have to allow yourself to become a little bit uncomfortable. I know it's scary for a lot of people, but it's no different than any other aspect of life, right? I just came from the weight room about an hour ago and you know, I was on my last set and lucky I had people in there hyping me up, but it was uncomfortable. It was hard and, and we don't like hard. The first thing we wanna do is when we feel pain is we wanna quit, but push through and I'm gonna end up seeing some pretty good gains from it. And we can do the same thing with any other aspect of life. It's not gonna be easy, it's not gonna be comfortable, but putting ourselves in that uncomfortable state allows us to grow and, and we will eventually adjust until that becomes the new norm. And one of the things that we talked about or spoke about when it comes to kind of the, the changes uh, that we made is really the ability to look at the full story, the the, the full picture. And what I mean by that is that typically when we, we see something, right, we we tend to place judgment on something and we do it from our perspective. Right. So, you know, we can give an example of, of normal life. Right. Let's say you see someone walking down the street and, you know, they've got dirty clothes on and they're raggedy and blah, blah, blah. You can make some assumptions. Right. I'm, I'm from Philly. So the first thing I'll probably assume is, oh, man, this guy's a crackhead or this guy's dirty and nasty. Um, but we don't really take the time to look at the full picture. Where, hey, for all I know, this this person could have just saved someone from a burning building, and and that was the aftermath of of jumping in. They got sludgy and and ripped their pants, right? And this is a, an amazing person. He's just headed home to hop back into his his thousand dollar suit, right? We don't know the full story. We don't know what happened. Um, trading kind of forces you to look at the big picture, because we understand or we grow to understand in trading that good and bad isn't necessarily black or white when it comes to performance, meaning that you know, trading is unique in the sense that you can do everything right and still be wrong. You can do everything wrong and still be right. So each individual trading opportunity is, you know, you you evaluate it kind of on a a neutral platform, meaning that you don't just look at wins and be like, oh, that's great. Just You don't just look at losses and be like, oh, that's horrible. You look at wins, but you still try to analyze so you can get better. You look at losses and you still try to figure out, hey, is there anything I did wrong or something I could do better? differently so you can try to get better you're, you're looking at both sides of the store you can even you know take it deeper in, in trading with how the markets move it, it's always a battle between buyers and sellers right there's always a difference of an opinion if there if there weren't The markets wouldn't move. So, while you and your strategy and your system and your bias are saying, hey, I want to get long, 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 long Euro dollar, there's someone somewhere else saying, you know, I want to get short Euro dollar. And and none of you guys are wrong, even, and that doesn't depend on the outcome of the trade at all. Um, None of you guys are wrong if you approached it in the way that you're supposed to. Um, So, it's interesting how we look at things from the full picture. And this is a, a, a very important skill especially when it comes to strategy development. Now, if you've been following along this podcast, you know that One of my goals is I'd like to develop a strategy for um, on the daily time frame, something a little bit more systematic right now, I'm mainly a discretionary trader, Um, something more systematic that could eventually be coded. And, you know, then I can have complete time freedom because my money will be printing money without me doing anything aside from kind of checking up on the system to make sure it's firing on all cylinders. Right. That's a a long term goal. But I'm starting right now because guess what? If I if, if I want to achieve that long term goal, we know that these things take time. Right. Um, and I've been in the strategy development process for about two years now. Now, some of you guys like, oh, two years. Like, how do you have the patience? How do you have the discipline? How do you have the dedication to spend two years working on something? And one, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I'm a good trader, right? <laughs> I'm a good trader. So, you know, this isn't, it's not like this is my first strategy and I need this to make money. I, I'm, I'm doing pretty well trading the way I've always traded, um, which takes the pressure off of needing this thing to work right now. It gives me the freedom to be kind of more creative and, and patient and do things the right way. B, in general, good things take time. B, did I say one and two A and B? I don't know. But the, the second thing, right? Good things take time to develop. Uh, you can ask some of the, the best coders and, and strategy developers out there in, um, in the world, and the best traders in the world, and you look at their specific strategies, none of them are going to tell you they thought of it in a day. None of it are going to. T- none of them are going to tell you they thought of it in a a week, a month, right? For the most part, it took years, or at least, or at least a, a if it took months, a massive amount of time invested during those months to get it to work. Now it's all worth it because once you find something that works, it's going to be a money machine. It's going to print money for you, but you have to lay that groundwork. But one of the things that a lot of traders get, uh, I don't want to say caught up on. One of the things that traps, tricks a lot of traders during the strategy development phase is going in with the wrong bias. Right. So typically when you're developing a strategy, you, you start off with a base idea, a general concept, and then you add what we call filters. And, and, and filters are just different things to kind of, you know, hopefully Increase your expectancy, increase your 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 profit factor. So a filter could be something you you add a moving average. You add a, a 50 period EMA and, and you only take short opportunities if price is under the EMA, you only take long opportunities if price is over the EMA, right? For a for an example. So if there's a, a trading signal that occurs but it's it's not on the right side of the EMA, it filters out that trading opportunity and you don't take it. And you can do the same thing for stops, you can do the same thing for um targets, you can have multiple ones, right? It's kind of I don't want to say it's endless. You don't want to overcomplicate things, but there's many different ways you can do it. So just giving you a very remedial example. Um, so one of the things that happened is while, while you're going through your strategy development and, and you add this EMA, right, you start to develop a bias, especially a newer trader, you start to develop a bias because you know, let me ask you this question, does anyone go into testing not wanting to have a profitable strategy? right? Does anyone load up the charts and say, man, I hope this thing loses. Like, no, it, it's that, that would be considered a waste of time. Um, you want what you're doing to work. That's the ultimate goal. Now, you may understand that it, it's not going to work at once, but eventually you want it to work. So knowing that, a lot of us will go into strategy development with this bias of value, either, either valuing the wins more than the losses or valuing the winning trades, the would be winners that are filtered out more than the losses that the filter filtered out. So, you know, I'm going through my testing right now and I just added this indicator and I'm looking at it. And of course, when it works, right, when it filters out a a trade that loses, it's all, oh, that's what it's supposed to do. Great. It did what it did its job. I don't really give it that much value. It was supposed to do it. However. What really sticks with me, and I notice myself feeling this, what really sticks with me is when I see a trade and it's like a big win and I'm like, oh baby, look at this. This is going to boost that equity curve to the next level. Ah, but it filtered it out. It filtered out the big win and that bothers me. So in my head, I remember all of the big winners that were filtered out because it, it hurts. And I don't remember the losers that it filtered out because that's supposed to happen. Now, the problem is that when traders recognize that, when 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 all they can focus on is um, how the filter screwed you, essentially, you tend to give up on the strategy, right? You, it may only take a few of those opportunities where it's like big win, didn't catch it, big win, didn't catch it, big win, didn't catch it. Ah, oh, this filter sucks. It doesn't work. And they throw it away and, and they, they jump to the next thing. In reality, with the amount of losers that it filtered out, that you're not really paying attention to because it's supposed to happen, right? Those the, the, the profit saved or the losses saved from filtering out those losers could be more than what you would have gained on the winners that have filtered out. And because you're jumping so quick to kind of throw this filter away because you have this attachment to the would-be winners, you could be giving up on something that works perfectly fine and not even know it. And this may not seem like a big deal, but trust me, if you've ever done any strategy development, um, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack, right? You're looking for that one thing. And and if that one thing gets away, oh, man, you're going to be in trouble or it's going to take you a a much longer time to find it again. So that's the problem. What's the solution to this, right? Well, the solution is tracking the numbers. And again, and this is something that happens in live trading as well, I'm, just for time purposes, I'm not going to get into the whole live trading thing, but the, the same thing in live trading, you, you know, oh, coulda, shoulda, woulda been a winner if I only entered and oh yeah, that loser, you know, I'm, I'm glad we filtered it out. That's what it's supposed to do, right? The same thing happens in the live market. Um, and then you end up dishing your system and going back to the square one. But the solution to dealing with this is tracking your numbers. Because the cool thing about numbers in the market, um, and this is if you can't do a, you know, if if, if you could do a non-biased review, then you're not going to have this problem. It's perfect. But we're talking for the the newer traders that have trouble doing a non-biased review. Track your numbers. Track your numbers. Because the numbers aren't going to have any type of emotional attachment. The markets aren't going to care about your would-be winners. Your markets aren't going to care about the losers that you filtered out. It's just going to give you the hard Statistics. It's going to give you exactly what happened with no bias. So, if you have the numbers, right, despite feeling a certain way, you can always refer to your spreadsheet and see if there's legitimacy to those feelings, if you really should feel like you're missing out on all these winners and it's screwing you, or if maybe you're giving it a little too much power and in reality, the filter is indeed working. It just hurts a little bit. So, if you're feeling this way, if you find yourself having these type of biases in the market, whether it's live or back testing, and you're, you're flippity-flopping around strategies and you always feel the pain of, of missed winners and you don't really care about missed losers, the solution is simple. Track the numbers, track the numbers, track the numbers. This is something that you should be doing anyway, but give it time, complete whatever testing you're doing, refer to the numbers Let them give you the true picture. And I guarantee once you see the numbers, it's going to build your belief. It's going to build your confidence. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start looking at the charts in a whole new way where you're not going to value those would be winners as much. And you're not just going to gloss over those would be or those losers that were filtered out. you guys enjoyed the podcast as always do me a favor give me a follow wherever you're listening to this at especially apple podcast it helps out the show massively and make sure you check out the next episode of the trader coffee break again this is a weekly show that jason Greystone and myself do just go to youtube and search the trader coffee break each and every thursday 10 a.m new york join us live for the convo